Hey everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast, where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking about the 40th anniversary of Playmakers Repertory Company with producing artistic director, Vivian Benish. You started your role as the producing artistic director less than a year ago, back in January. But it seems like you've really come at the perfect time as the company celebrates its 40th anniversary. Is it exciting to be around Playmakers right now? Is there a buzz in the theater as everyone celebrates this milestone? It's fabulous, and I'll tell you why. Because nearly everyone is looking to jump forward as much as we're celebrating what we're looking back on. Honestly, I think there's been a huge period of transition here over the past few years, and so everyone is motivated to move forward. Looking at these 40 years and really looking where initially Arthur Hausman and then Tom Haas, David Rotenberg, Greg Boyd, Millie Barringer, these are the names of all the previous artistic directors, David Hammond and then of course Joseph Hodgelight, to recognize and celebrate what under their leaderships has created the circumstance of where we are today is wonderful. And one of the things we're doing, of course, and most significantly, is that 40 years ago now, one of the very first productions of Playmakers Repertory Company was Arthur Miller's The Crucible. So we are marking the celebration with our 2016-17 season version of The Crucible. And it's amazing to look at that play in that 40-year context and see what has changed, what has not changed, but also to celebrate again where the theater itself has come. When looking back at that history of Playmakers, what are some of its major achievements throughout the years? This has become over the years the most significant League of Resident Theater, which is the sort of large regional theater organization across the country. We are the largest Lort Theater in the Carolinas. And that doesn't just happen. That was an accomplishment of the people that I mentioned before being able to create a company here, a resident company, something else that is very rare and wonderful, that was as strong as it was, that has attracted some phenomenally successful directors, designers, actors, that each of those artistic directors along with an incredible staff. And I have to say there are a few of our company members today who have been here for a majority of those 40 years. Whether it's Judy Adamson, our director of costume production, who has been involved in nearly every production we've done here and designed over 23 of them, to Michael Rolleri, our current production manager, who has been here 30 years to Ray Dooley, who so many people will know because he's one of the favorite and phenomenal actors who is part of our resident company, who actually has done 87 productions here. That's that's remarkable. And so one of the remarkable things about Playmakers is not only are we upholding a, a, an important responsibility as the regional theater of the Carolinas, but we are also a company, a repertory company, This is a a fleeting reality in American theater today, sadly, to be able to have artists growing, changing, teaching with each other, a relationship with our audience, which is ongoing. So we really vary that 
seeing Ray in his 50th, 60th, 70th show, but also then seeing new guest artists come through, new directors come through, and most importantly, of course, the students who have come through the training programs here, and specifically Playmakers Repertory Company. One of the great reasons that we function as well as we do is because we have truly two of the best technical programs in the country, MFAs in costume production and in technical production. And they are small, extremely competitive programs here, and their students really make everything that happens on our stage possible. And then, last but not least, the professional actor training program that currently Ray Dooley is the head of. And so what an amazing experience for these incredibly gifted actors to come here and not only be getting the training in the classroom, but their training on a professional stage, working side by side with the Ray Dooleys of the world, with directors coming through. That is sort of, again, an invaluable and unique part of who Playmakers is and what we offer both to our audience, come to see the stars of tomorrow, as well as our amazing company and what we're offering our students. I'm sure over the span of 40 years, there's been a lot of big actors and directors who have come through the doors at Playmakers. Looking back on those 40 years, what are some of the names that come to mind? It is with great pride that Playmakers can say in all three of its program, and certainly in the undergraduate department as well, that we have working actors, designers, technicians, directors, writers out in the field working. Significantly, I think, looking at our directors who have come through. So, of course, Joe Hodge studied here, then ran this theater, and now is running the Guthrie Theater, the largest regional theater in the country, or one of the top three. Michael Wilson, who is a Broadway director through and through, but considers his roots here at UNC, primary to who he is and the artist that he is, all the way down to multiple Tony Award-winning lighting designer Hal Binkley, or Robert Wurzel, and now having on our faculty Amazing designers like Jan Chambers, Kathy Perkins, people who keep coming back here but are working all over and across the country at the same time. And I would like to say that you're going to be hearing about more and more of them as time goes on. The arts really play a big part in the Carolina culture. The College of Arts and Sciences recently just launched this initiative called Carolina's Human Heart that really showcases what the university is doing in the arts and the humanities. Part of that initiative is Playmaker's performance of The Crucible, which kicks off October 19th. What do you personally think is Playmaker's role and purpose here at Carolina? I don't think the value of the arts within a public research university can be overstated. The great news is that I feel like I have arrived here at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill right at a moment where that value is being not only supported but celebrated. We are really moving here from STEM to STEAM, science, technology, engineering, and maths into adding the A into that of arts and the engine that the arts can be. Washington DC and the NEA have been saying it for years, art works and art is, a, is an economic motor as well as a social, a political, a contextual. There's so many ways in which it, it actually functions to transform knowledge into our day-to-day lives. That is, it is the sort of interpreter of all of that. 
if a university's job is to create new knowledge, then it is a theater company's job to create new knowledge through new stories. So the value of having a theater company within this community is sky high. Currently on so many different levels, these many arts initiatives are being put forward. Chancellor Fultz's initiative of arts everywhere, the campuses are canvas, really looking for ways in which the arts can be seen and experienced everywhere. I think I've gotten here right at a moment where my predecessors, and specifically Joseph Hodge before me, did an extraordinary job of raising the national profile of Playmakers Repertory Company as one of the great regional theaters. And I stand on his and other shoulders sort of leaping off from there. The opportunity that I see for myself is not only to continue that trajectory, but also to really embrace the platform that we are the theater of UNC Chapel Hill. And that at this moment where STEM to STEAM is on fire and all these initiatives are happening that being a theater company within this community is actually going to make us that much more relevant, that much more important. So I see it as my job to really focus on that, focus on the collaborations that can happen here between not only the other arts institutions in this community, but also all of the different scholarship, research, departments working intergenerationally, but also using all of that as a way for playmakers to also start looking out. Because it exists within the university, it has had a reputation of being a silo sort of theater company within the gates, as you will. I have a very strong sense that we need to be reaching out to a much broader community, not only here in the Triangle area, but in the state. I want people to feel a pride about Playmakers Repertory Theater as their state company, as in the same way that they think of the university system that way. And obviously that means growing the audience. But in today's culture where we can get entertainment on our cell phones and our computers at any time, how do you convince somebody to sit down for two hours and watch a play? How do you actually grow your audience in this kind of environment? Any arts leader right now has the responsibility to say, how do we maintain and even more important than maintain and sustain, capture and create and invite our new audiences? What in this age of technology, incredibly short attention spans where the tweet is a sort of sound bite that people can digest and they have choices whether to turn it on or turn it off. How do we invite people in to have a sustained experience with a performance? We will never be able to replace what it is to sit in a community, whether it's an audience of 12 or an audience of 5,000 watching something and that contract that happens between the performer or performers and the audience. Today, those can be the most unusual contracts, right? Where the involvement of the audience as performer can sometimes happen. You can get a pop-up performance suddenly and, you know, a, here on the Little Buck was here on, I believe it was the steps of the library suddenly appearing there. That, finding the creative ways to capture a new audience's attention is the first thing we have to do. Then, once you've captured it, what are you offering? What are you offering that's new? Why stick around and hear a two and a half hour story? What's the import of that? And for me, 
the beauty of a performance experience is that you are not being asked to have your reaction, your tweet back in an instant. You are having a personal experience and a communal one at the same time, that you are being taken on a journey, allowed to literally step into other people's shoes, admit what you don't know, but not have to be embarrassed about that. Feel passionately about what you do know and have opinions about what you're seeing. Have an emotional whirlwind that you never thought you would have. Feel angry and want to go do something. All of these things can happen, but you're not being asked to respond necessarily, instantaneously. And to me, that is the great power. Again, I've sort of talked about that contract of the thousand different forms of the contract between the performer and the audience. And to me, those stories that the theater gets to tell and invite us to grow as human beings. That sounds kitschy, but it's really, really true. You can find Playmaker's schedule at playmakersrep.org. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said.